Welcome. You are listening to the Soggy of Anne Furthermore. Mr. Tallyman sent me into the incident room for my session, and I was like, say what? It turns out someone, I cannot imagine who, like those doulas have nothing else to do but bother me with their opportunities and motives, reported an incident in the waiting room between me and someone else that involved escalated emotions, including, but not limited to, crying, yelling, and arm-touching, surrounding controversial topics, including, but not limited to, cheating at word games, and the sale of organs obtained through illicit trading. So yeah, that was my session with Dr. Binana today. We mostly talked about beanpole, and me in the waiting room, and the incident in the waiting room in the incident room, which is fine. At least it was something I could remember and relate to. The problem as I see it is that downtime between my sessions. I simply cannot maintain. I told Dr. B I needed more support. He said, we are having three sessions a day, and furthermore, that is more than most people have in a week. To which I retorted, I am more than most people. To which Dr. B replied, yes, you are. I said, we really have three sessions a day? And Dr. B said, nah, I was shitting ya. I said, phew, because I was thinking you must way suck as a therapist. If after that much time working together daily, I'm not cured by now. Can I have three sessions a day? Dr. B said, no way. We meet twice a week. And as it is, it takes me four sessions a week with my own shrink just to recover from seeing you twice. I said, is that true? Am I that draining and high maintenance? And Dr. B said, no, I was kidding. You're fine. I made a <laughs> sound in my throat that sounded like <laughs> and said, well, that wasn't very nice. He said, I know, sorry, you're just such an easy target. I said, I get it, no problem. Anyway, Dr. B and I went over the incident and talked about moments that I could have de-escalated my interactions so that my socializing might approach. He wanted to say normalcy, I know it, but he couldn't, which is fair. He said, approach something less weird. The problem is, I can't even really remember what happened, and it had just happened. No worries, said Dr. B. I happen to know your hacker, who is unethical in any culture, planted a bug on you. We could probably get a playback of the incident right now. I said, what? I thought that was a ladybug lapel pin for good luck. I thought we were friends. And B said, she is all of those things. She just also happens to be a sound engineer and a pretty good one at that, so I hear. The bug said, thanks, Doc. I said, so what's going on here? Dr. B said, with your trial coming up, Algie thought it would be a good idea to record everything you do and say so that it would improve his ratings. Did I get that right? The ladybug said, sounds about right. I was like, so you're recording everything, every single thing I do, like Jesus did when I was a kid? Ladybug said, I wish. No, Jesus also recorded your thoughts, so no. I'm just getting the audio. I said, what is Algie going to do with it? She said, he is streaming you live right now. I said, what? Really? That's crazy. Hey, Algie, sup, bro? The ladybug said, he says, hey, girl, love that wild kidney thing. Love the drama, baby. Keep it coming. Yeah, I got it. He says, if you're cool with him recording your thoughts, he can totes set that up. He said he already bought the app. He just didn't install it because he's on a watch list with the ethical cultures and didn't want to set off any alarms. Dr. B said, I think this may be a good time to talk about this while we have Al and the ladybug present. There are some privacy concerns I have for my patient and some confidentiality issues around recording her work in therapy with me. 
And furthermore, I don't know how you feel about this, but I could recommend asking your hacker to stop recording you and your ready-to-talk phone calls. The ladybug said, Mm-hmm. Al says you're kidding, right? This shit is gold, Mama. Furthermore, is viral cray-cray. Mayday, mayday. Do you know how many hits she gets for her confidential ready-to-talk phone calls? Seven billion, people. Seven billion. I said, wow, that's a hell of a lot. Dr. Banana said, before you get too excited, there are more bacteria in one glass of your homemade kombucha. I said, but Al said seven billion people. And the bug said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Al said seven billion people, as in hits, seven billion, comma, people. Want me to play it back? Feel the comma? Feel it? Break it down, Doc. You don't actually mean what you said, did you, about us not hacking her? I said, hey, if it's just bacteria, I'm cool. The bug said, hear that? She doesn't mind. Dr. B said, it's fine. And no, I didn't really mean it. They give me a card with a bunch of legal schmiegel on it that I have to read so I'm not liable. And the bacteria is mostly hers anyway, right? The bug said, yeah, of course. This is all gut bacteria. And frankly, I think it's beautiful that Anne, furthermore, has that level of trust with her biodome. I love to see these bridges of communication built between the brain and the second brain. And yes, they try harder. I feel like this gastropodcast is like a big slippity synapse serotonin slurry slide. I said, well, there you go. You've got to trust your gut. And trust is a two-way street. How is my gut going to trust me if it doesn't know me? Al, are you using my neural pathways as your bandwidth? The bug said, yeah, they're on the unlimited plan. Why do you ask? I nodded. Well, that explains a lot. Do you guys have Netflix down there? Be honest. You're binge-watching instead of doing your job. Okay. Al says, hey, we can metabolize and watch at the same time. BBC North and South can't get enough. That guy who plays Thornton, I swear he looks just like Hugh Jackman. I said, I know, right? Even knowing it's not him, you keep thinking, it looks like Hugh. I mean, drag kind of for the Lord of the Rings guy, but... If you have to be mistaken for someone, pray God above, let it be Hugh Jackman. Dr. B said, okay, we good? Y'all got your consent forms and Dr. B has done due diligence. Back to the incident. And furthermore, you need to be aware of when you're getting excited. Watch for the signs. Can you name them for me? I said, um, dilated pupils. Dr. B nodded, okay, good. Probably not the best cue for you. I'm going to ask you to choose another. I said, why? You don't think I know if my pupils are dilated? Dr. Nana said, well, if we're going to go there, here it is. You suffer from something called pupil dysmorphia. I screamed, no, no, please, no, not that. What is that? That doesn't have anything to do with my students, does it? Dr. B said, no, it's a mental delusion about the size of your own pupils. You tend to obsess about whether they are too big or too small. I said, oh, my Lord. How did you know? I have never told anyone about this. I thought I was hiding it. Dr. Banana said, I only know because Algae installed the thought reading app and I am picking up the live stream with my antennae. Al, are you hearing me? The ladybug said, yeah, what's up? Dr. B said, I'm going to ask you to turn it off just for now. As her therapist, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Al says no problem. That last blitz was a little much for everyone. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll tell him. Al says we've got underaged bacteria in the small intestine. This is supposed to be a family show and nothing personal, but if furthermore can't control the content, we need to tape and then heavily edit this broadcast. Wow. Again, hard to hear that my own thoughts are a kick in my own gut, but it is what it is. I just wish I knew what it was. I left my session a little early. Dr. Banana was, well, I think he was crying. And the ladybug flew away home. She said she got a text from the sitter that her house was on fire. Bummer. I hope her kids are okay. Before leaving, Dr. B said, after he heard what was going on in my brain from the live stream, that the pupil dysmorphia was the least of my problems. Well, that's interesting because for me, the sufferer, I feel pretty sufferable, sufferer did. On the other hand, I feel relieved that someone, or seven billion someones, finally know this secret I have carried inside for so long. The Furthermore Soggy is created, written, and performed by Anne Ellsworth, and edited and produced by me, Sophia Coman. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week. Ah, ah, ah.